course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast where it feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. I'm joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am not doing too shabby. Just another day another day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers would say. Mm-hmm. Another day in paradise. But it's uh, it's always a good day when we get to talk horror movies, uh, which I don't know what, you know, that's pretty much every day that I talk about horror movies. But anyway, <laughs> not in this forum. But before we dive into everything, uh, as always, let's kick it off by giving a thanks to our wives, Kayla and Monica, for all their support and everything they do. They will be back on in the near future for another Wives Rebuttal. In this episode, we are reviewing the Screambox movie Subject, so stay tuned for that later in the show. And I, before we dive into everything, this is our official, this is our 50th episode that Woo-hoo. we have put out. So we hit a little bit of a milestone there. Uh, we've... Uh, not missed a week, not been a day late on any of them. We do have like one extra episode in there, right? We do that Halloween special. It's kind of our Halloween's kind of our bonus episode every year. Uh, so we put out our first episode on September 22nd, 2022. So we, now we're at 50 episodes with this one. And that means here in about three weeks, our uh, September 21st episode will be pretty much our one year anniversary. Like I said, we'll have one extra episode in there because of the Halloween, but. But we made it to 50 episodes, so we've uh, we've got past that, uh, you know, there's that, I don't know what the number is, that there's that number of people start a podcast and if they can get past like whatever, 25 episodes or whatever else, they <laughs> they, they stay for a while. But we're, we've blown past that. We've, we've made it officially to 50th episode, so uh, congratulations. Yes, indeed. Pat on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I mean, it's blown by. So, Ike, what have you been up to this week? Uh, what did you watch? Any Anything going on? Yeah, um, let's see. Well, first and foremost, um, I, I'll be real. I didn't really watch a whole, whole lot, but I did do two things. Um, well, I watched one thing, and then I played one thing. So I'll tell you what I've been watching. Okay. Um, I found myself on a rewatch of The Walking Dead. Um, okay. I, I love The Walking Dead. I haven't watched the full thing in a while. I know when uh, the, the series finished like a year ago. I watched like the last couple of seasons and then watched the newest season. But I was like, man, I haven't watched like the early seasons in forever. So I sat down. I've been watching them. Um, I, I, honestly, I forgot to mention it last week, but I, I've been watching it for a couple weeks. Uh, but I just got to the part where they make it out of the prison. Um, the governor comes back and kind of messes with everybody. So uh, that's interesting. Um so that's what I've been watching. Been very focused on that uh, outside, of course, our movie this week. Uh, but I also had an opportunity to play the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video oh, game. How was that? Uh, so just to give people a real brief like synopsis, the story of the game is that um, a girl goes missing in Texas in this small town and her sister and her friends basically go to the town to kind of figure out what happened and then of course they run into the uh the family so that's kind of the gist of it um you basically either play as the victims um trying to survive and run away or you play as the family and the family of course is um you know leatherface cook uh the hitchhiker which are all characters from the original game or the original movie sorry mm-hmm. um but there's also two characters that are actually new for the game. Um, so one of them, I'm, I'm pulling it up because I cannot remember what their names are now. But basically, I, I, I was, I honestly, I was thinking to myself, I have never heard of these people. So I'm thinking these must be game originals. But one of them is named Johnny, and the other is a uh, a girl named Sissy. And hmm. so. The gameplay obviously depends on who you're playing. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing as the victim, your goal is to escape, right? There's a bunch of ways to escape. Basically, you just got to get the hell out of Dodge. The other way is that if you're playing the killers, basically you have to prevent them from escaping and then ultimately kill them. 
Each of the characters basically do different things. They have, you know, know, Leatherface, he's really strong and has a lot of endurance, but he doesn't collect blood as well. Because one of your other goals is that you want to collect blood and feed it to Grandpa. (laughs) Because if you feed blood to Grandpa, Grandpa's going to help you. He'll tell you where the, the survivors are and stuff like that, so... It's very interesting. Um, I will say I prefer playing as the family uh, uh, as opposed to the um, the victim. I, I don't know if I'm just not smart enough to play the victim, um, mm-hmm. but I like killing people, so that's fun. Um, but uh, I would definitely say it's very similar to like Friday Thirteenth, very similar kind of general concept, right? Um, mm-hmm. Have you? I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but have you ever heard of Dead by Daylight? I have, yeah. Okay, so it, it apparently I've never played Dead by Daylight, but it, it takes a lot by from Dead by Daylight to in terms of game mechanics because like for instance there's traps, there are different ways for them to escape, there are different hiding spaces and stuff like that. There are environmental ways to kill the you know the the victims. So it kind of takes some from uh, Dead by Daylight. I've heard of it of course, never played it, but uh, but yeah, I would say it's a really fun game. Um, just be aware that for whatever reason, I had a hard time finding a lobby in the game to join to play. Um, there is not a single player mode currently. Uh, hopefully they do come out with one. And there's also not a playable tutorial. So you either kind of have to just jump in and play or you have to watch the videos. But like I'm, I'm a kinetic learner, so I need to be able to <laughs> learn while I'm playing. And so I just got, you know, I kind of dove in and I figured it out eventually, but um, that's the only drawback is there's no single player and there's no playable tutorial. It's either reading and watching a video or just winging it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, plenty of listeners that are probably playing it as well. It's uh, I know yeah. it's got a lot of a lot of a lot of buzz going on because it just came out and everything. Um, they even add on. Well, I, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go for a bit here into a, I know this is not a wrestling podcast. I'm going to go into a wrestling dive here for just a bit. And it's going to lead into, into what I did. But anyway, they did a, they did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match on AEW yeah. the other night. It was kind of hokey and whatever else, but it was a kind of a code thing to, to promote the game. But that, uh, give me at least what I, I didn't really watch a lot of horror this week. I just, I don't know. I've just not, uh, not, not, I'm just kind of catching my breath a little bit. And, uh, watching select things, but I have gone into a deep dive of watching chronologically uh, ECW wrestling from the beginning. I'm watching like, I've got all the, I've got the entire t- TV run on uh, on Blu-ray. So I'm going through and watching those chronologically from the very beginning and then watching like super shows online and stuff and things like that. I've got to the pay-per-views yet. Watching like super shows when I get to them, things like that. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. I've, I've gotten on that rabbit hole. Uh, so not horror related. Uh, but, uh, but I will also mention bringing up wrestling, bringing up ECW that just, just today, as we record on, uh, August 23rd, it has been announced that, uh, Terry Funk has passed away. So that's, oh, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's horrible. I always hate when anybody that I en- enjoy or a fan of his dies, but man, Terry Funk's like top shelf and it's, it's kind of crushing, but, uh, rest in peace, Funker. I, I met him a long time ago on a show that we, we both worked on in Chicago. I was, I was young. I was in my twenties. So I, I do have a picture with him from way back then. I, I'm a pup, but, uh, <laughs> always been, always been glad I had that picture and got to meet him and talk to him for a minute. But now, you know, now it's like I'm doubly glad, but, uh, anyway, so the, not the somber, the mood, but, um, <laughs> moving on, let's get to our segment this week. Top three. <laughs> And this week we are doing a top three, and we have determined that we're going to do a top three uh, experimentation movies, which is a, it's a little vague. There, there are a lot, lots of things that fall in this. I think my top three is no surprise to anybody, probably kind of boring. These are movies that I kind of talk about a lot, I think. But I, you know, I have to go with what what I like. So, Ike, are you ready to dive into top three? Oh, excuse me. Absolutely. Sorry. I, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. I, I only slept like six hours last night, probably less because I was watching The Walking Dead. So if I yawn again, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we'll forgive you. But uh, <laughs> let's dive in. I'll, I'll give my number three first on top three experimentation movies. 
Again, this is a movie I've talked about many, many times. My number three pick is The Fly from 1986. Uh, everybody knows I love this movie. Uh, you know, the dude crawls into the chamber with a fly, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's got a grotesque transformation scene that just makes you cringe. I uh, love Jeff Goldblum. I, I just I absolutely love this movie. Uh, so, again, I love all three of my movies, and, and no one's going to be surprised by my picks. And uh, and like I said, I, I was kind of, I don't know, I guess I caught kind of thought kind of vague with the experimentation because that, that, that encompasses a lot. So, anyway, that's my number three. Uh, I, I know, I, I, I really, we've talked, I don't, you haven't seen The Fly, the 86 version of The Fly yet, have you? Um, so like, I, yeah, I've not seen it. I, I kind of know like the gist of it. Um, I will say on my phone, I have a list of movies to watch. Um, and so I have like movies that I got just find, but then I also have a, a little header that says Dave's picks. So I have a <laughs> bunch of movies on there, uh, that you've recommended me. So I, it is on that list. <laughs> well, it, it very well should be. And I'm hoping that Silence of the Lambs is on there as well. It absolutely is. And, and Monster Squad. And uh, you, what was the, what was the other? There was one other that I always pushed. There's like I thought there was three that I always pushed to you. Ju- ju- yeah. So just for veracity here, the, the movies I have on there currently are Silence of the Lambs, An American Werewolf in London, oh, yeah, The Animator, go. Monster yeah. Squad, and The Fly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man, those those four movies tell a lot about me. Those are four <laughs> of my favorites. Yeah, those, those are definitely Dave's picks. So, all right, let's move on. Ike, what is your number three favorite experimentation movie? So I, I went a little um, I went a little obscure with this one just because uh, this is a movie I really 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 enjoy and it doesn't get talked about nearly as much as I think it should um, but it's a movie it is called Circle now Circle is from 2015 it is on Netflix so if you have a Netflix pardon me subscription you can watch this. Uh, but it is defined as held captive and faced with their imminent executions. Fifty strangers are for, forced to choose the one person among them who deserves to live. So kind of the gist of this is that um, 50 people wake up in a room and they are basically uh, tasked with deciding who gets to live. And it's sort of like a voting system where whoever has the most votes. Um, they, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember if it's if they have the most votes, they die. Or if they have the least votes, they die. In, in any case, every two minutes, someone dies. And basically, it's like an electrical pulse that kills them. And it seems random at first, but basically, they slowly realize that they have the power to decide who will be killed next. And it's the power of the vote. So basically, it's a kind of a thought process of mom mentality. Um, basically, how do you control this? Who do you control this? But at the end of it, you you basically find out that it was essentially an experiment from aliens. Um, it's not not necessarily a spoiler because the movie's still great, but the experimentation is basically that they're trying to see how well humanity does and what what humanity does, what comes out of this uh, process, basically. Well, I don't I don't think they need to be pulling at that thread because I just don't think we come across very well in any capacity. But <laughs> probably but, uh, not. No, I've uh. That's what I've always thought. I always thought, man, if there are aliens. And they, they visit and they watch us. They're probably thinking, what the hell? Are, what, are, what are these people? And what is wrong with them? Absolutely. I mean, but <laughs> but uh, no, I've never seen Circle. Sounds intriguing. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to put that on my Ike's pick list. I don't have one of those, but maybe I'll sh- I guess I should start one now. <laughs> and I'll start it with Circle on Netflix. There so, you go. Moving on, number two. Again, no surprise to anybody that knows me. My number two from 1931. Frankenstein. Uh, everybody knows I love Frankenstein. I, I I love all the Frankenstein's, but the the, the original, well, it's not the original, but it's the the Universal 1931 version is a a perfect movie to me. I absolutely love it. Uh, I don't. I, I think if anybody were to think this through at all, they would know I'd probably put it in there somewhere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. I love this movie. I, I actually love Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, to me, they're inseparable. They're, it's a one two. You got to watch together. And uh, so, yeah, that's it. You know, we've we've talked about Frankenstein a multitude of times and in, in different versions. We compared it to one of the uh, Friday the 13th one time, uh, I think part six, um, you know, the comparisons, the similarities in it. So we, we've talked about Frankenstein at length in, in various episodes, as we should. Uh, so we won't we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about it. But that is my number two favorite. Um, and as we said, in the best, Ike, I know you've seen it. I know you like it. Yep. Uh, I know you think it's a classic also. Uh, so of we'll course. just move on. 
we'll just move on. And like I said, we anybody listens to our back catalog, uh, they we we've spewed about Frankenstein a lot. So, all right, let's move on. Ike, what is your number two favorite experimentation movie? Yep, absolutely. So my actually my two and my number one are going to be no surprise. The, these are going to be the two that are like on target. That that the third one was a little like I said a little out there, but my number two is Resident Evil from two thousand and two. Oh. Um, so it, what better can you get than zo- experimentation on humans that turns them into zombies and into monsters for that matter? You know what I mean? Um, Resident Evil is probably one of the most underrated, like, you know, experimentation esque, you know, games and films. Because realistically, while while it is a zombie game, it it ultimately is about human experimentation and experimentation on deadly viruses and weaponized viruses and the folly of man. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that goes into Resident Evil that you know not particularly is you know very prevalent there, but um, nobody's surprised by that. I love Resident Evil. Resident Evil is one of my favorite series, and I had to include it here because zombies are ultimately experiments, and they eat flesh, so can't can't beat that. Yep, yep, yep. I've uh, I've I've watched a little bit of the Resident Evil stuff here and there. I don't know what I've seen, and what I haven't. I've I've not like a what I would call a a deep diver on it yet. Uh, it's always one of those things I always have in mind. Oh, you know, I just sit there and watch through the movies that are out there and stuff, and and I've watched some, but uh, but yeah, I can see obviously. No, no, like you said, no surprise that that's on your list <laughs> at all. Uh, but let's move on to our number ones. My number one favorite experimentation movie. Again, no surprise to anybody. Uh, Ike has it on his Dave Picks list from 1985. It is Reanimator. Um, I, this is just flat out, plain and simple, one of my favorite movies of all time. Period. Not, not even horror movies, not even experimentation movies. It's just one of my favorite movies. It is, it is, I, I love this movie. So enjoyable. Based on an H.P. Lovecraft story, uh, who we spoke of last week because it was his birthday. Uh, you know, it's just uh, so good. So good. Love the movie. Ike, you got to watch it soon. Um, it's just it's just great. Herbert West is such a great character. Uh, the whole thing is just fun. And and in the uh, re, uh, reviving of, of people after they've passed away, the experimentation that they do and and uh, this formula they have and, and how it kind of unravels. It kind of becomes a little chaotic. There's a great scene in a morgue that's just unreal. It's great. So we won't talk much more about it because Ike has not seen it, as we talked <laughs> about sure earlier. I sure have not. <laughs> it's on his list. So let's move on, Ike. What is your number one favorite experimentation movie? Absolutely. So this one, I will admit, is a bit of a stretch. Not really, but it kind of is. But what better movie than the experimentation of humans and what they're willing to do to prove that they're worthy. My favorite experimentation movie is saw. Um, ultimately what saw is, is an experiment. John Kramer is, you know, for better or for worse, he is trying to see basically how far a human will go, um, to prove their worthiness. And in his eyes, if they're able to, take these extreme measures and they are able to do what normal people would not do. They are worthy and they are redeemed. So, you know, Saul, obviously it gets deeper and deeper and kind of falls off at parts. And we have Saul X coming up here in about a month, um, if not less. So, um, but you know, Saul, it it is ultimately in my, you know, at least in my mind, it, it is about experiment. It is, uh, it's the greatest human experiment. It's a social experiment. You know, again, how, how depraved do you have to be to be able to be redeemed basically? So such an interesting film. I love Saul. I love the implications of Saul. Uh, and I'm super excited for Saul X. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's essentially the, the rats in the maze kind of thing, you know, it's the same concept and, uh, and and everything else. So yeah, I, I can see that. And like we said, we, it's, We've kind of got uh, we kind of got Saul fever uh, around here because, uh, uh, like you said, Saul X is coming up. Uh, let me see. I'm not sure when that's coming. If I can let me pull my notes up real quick, I can probably tell everybody. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know the uh, the exact release date uh, for sure, but we will be covering it on our October 5th show. So it's right before that. Uh, the week September the week 29th. There you go. So yeah, because it's September 29th. Uh, so we will be covering it on our. Uh, like I said, October 5th show, uh, and then in 
shortly before that, we will be doing a, a Saul retrospective franchise episode. We'll, we'll discuss the nine movies that are out there and, uh, Absolutely. And do our rankings and all that and talk all about it like we do with the, the franchises. So, uh, yeah, it's a super exciting time uh, to be a fan of the Saw movies. So there you have it. Absolutely. That is our top three experimentation movies for each of us. So let's take a quick break and we will come back with the news and birthdays and anniversaries and upcoming releases and all the information you need. So just hang in there. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts. Spread the news, spread the news, spread the news. And we're back with the news. All right. So we're going to start off up at the top here. We've talked about this actually a little bit before, um, but Elphonic Games has signed on to co-develop Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. There is no word on an updated release date, uh, but we know it's there. We know it exists. We know they're working on it. Uh, so it's just a matter of when, not if, uh, hopefully. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm always down for a new uh, new video game of some kind, especially if it uh, incorporates uh, killer clowns. So I think that'll be I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know everybody knows I love killer clowns, and so I'm super excited for this. And there's been a lot of question marks about it, right? There's a uh, been a lot of uh, what's happening with it because there was you know a everybody thought it was coming out this summer and. Nothing's been said and nothing, you know, there's no updates. And so we finally, you know, we got a little bit of an update here and um, that, you know, it, it is officially happening. And, uh, you know, so that, that's exciting. Now, on a personal note, you know, I have I have communicated a bit with uh, with Ed, Ed Kyoto from the, the, the brothers uh, a little bit online. And uh, he told me a while back that, hey, yep, the game's still coming because I'd asked him uh, actually, I. I like the interview for the show. I like us the interview for the show sometime, right? I, you know, I, we, we want to dive in and do some interviews here and there on, on fitting interviews, not just anybody, but you know, good people, uh, tied in. And uh, one of the Kyoto brothers, you know, from the, the, the created, uh, the killer clowns would be a great one. And, um, but so, you know, he was like, Hey, yeah, but, uh, let's, if you're going to, if we do something, let's wait until the game comes out. Right. Well, that way we can talk about that too. And I was like, Oh, okay. So the game is still coming out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's going to be news coming soon. So I, I knew something was coming. I knew we were still good for it, but obviously I couldn't say anything about it, right? Because you know it's kind of you know privilege there. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to spill the beans on that. But anyway, like I said, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I knew this was coming. I knew there was going to be some kind of announcement on it. Hopefully, we get a release date soon. Uh, because man, I, I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I'm super excited about this game. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but make sure you guys are keeping an eye for it because any, any any new information we get, we'll let you know. But uh, upcoming birthdays, we have a couple of cool birthdays coming up. Um, maybe not as uh, – I mean, I can't even say necessarily not as legendary because this is still as legendary. But uh, August 25th, 1958, we have Tim Burton, the director of Batman, Nightmare Before Christmas, Edward Scissorhands, and a slew of other movies – uh, Tim Burton is a master of his craft, uh, without a doubt. Um, and I know both Dave and I love Tim Burton. Uh, I know Dave specifically loves him because of the Batman mm-hmm. and Batman Returns. I do. Yeah, he has uh, created my two favorite Batman films. Uh, but I, I like all the films. I mean, I love Edward Scissorhands. I love Night Before Christmas. I know uh, uh, Tim Burton. I'm not sure his role, but he had you know something to do with you know what I don't know if he directed or whatever Beetlejuice. You know, and everything. I love Beetlejuice, and uh, I mean, I love his I love his stuff. I love his vision on things. Right. It's, it's just such a cool look. It's so spooky and, and creepy and everything he does, you know, and, and when you couple Tim Burton with Danny Elfman doing the score, like in the Batman and Batman Returns, oh, it's just that's just magic shit right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, no doubt legendary. And I'm sure he's making more stuff as we speak. So uh, <laughs> that yeah, well, guy never that, sleeps. <laughs> yeah, I think he's working on Beetlejuice, too. I think he's doing whatever with that. I think he's back in it with the Beetlejuice, too. So. Yeah, I believe you're correct because actually I looked at uh, his IMDb and it's he's listed as an executive producer on Beetlejuice too. So 
he's still doing. He's still pumping that stuff out, no doubt. But awesome. Uh, we also have on the 25th, the same day, but just a you know about a decade or so later, 1976, uh, Alexander Skarsgård from Infinity Pool and True Blood. Um, you know the Skarsgårds are a pretty legendary family in horror. I mean, you have uh, the other Skarsgård that plays Pennywise, and uh, you know Alexander Skarsgård. You know he's definitely brought his A game when it came to Infinity Pool. It's a fantastic movie, very very much a, a mindfuck of a movie, that's for sure. But uh, Nonetheless, he's great. Um, so happy birthday to him coming up. Uh, and I know Dave likes him as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a talented guy. Uh, again, yeah, I enjoyed Infinity Pool. You guys, you know, want to hear our thoughts on that? Check out, you know, in the catalog, there's an episode where uh, we reviewed it. I've not watched True Blood, but I, I always hear, you know, lots of good things about it. And I always thought, well, you know, I ought to dive in and, you know, tr- give it a shot. I think actually we and Monica watched like the first episode one time. I think we were getting into it and we just got sidetracked. So, uh, but, you know, I always hear good things about True Blood. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a talented guy. Absolutely, uh, I'm the same way. Though. I'll start watching something and just forget about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on August 29th, 1935, we have the wonderful William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, um, whom we also recently lost on the seventh. Um, you know, he was uh, 87 years old, uh, lived a very long life, uh, made a lot of amazing films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Exorcist, of course, at the top of our list uh, because we love it very much. Yeah, I mean, it, it boggles my mind. I mean, he's, he's does so many great things, but it boggles my mind. It's like, what would it be like to be the guy that directed and created The Exorcist? One of the most iconic movies of all not even just horror movies it's one of the most iconic movies of all time uh, that you know it's just infused in pop culture right so many people know you know the head spinning the pea soup i mean just that stuff you know is everybody knows that you know they're not seeing the movie but uh i mean gosh it's just what a what a visionary to create that kind of movie that even after all these years is just still so great to watch it's it's it's, it's incredible yeah absolutely absolutely and then we also, and this is obviously last but not least, we have August 30th, 19, I'm sorry, 1797. We have Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. Um, we, we have touted the uh, brilliance of Frankenstein on many occasion. And while Mary Shelley um, did not see the movie version of this, of course, um, Mary Shelley, of course, created Frankenstein, the idea of Frankenstein and the very, I would say, revolutionary concept that it is. So, um, you know, Mary Shelley is obviously a master of their craft. Um, no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great book. It is a great book uh, that has spawned many, many great movies. Uh, and then if you just add the whole layer of I mean, we're talking 1797 and, a, you know, she's she's a female. And to do something like this, to create something like this. Is uh, I mean, I mean, that's 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 ballsy, right? I mean, it really is. At that time, it's you know, it's I don't know, it's kind of groundbreaking, and um, to write this kind of this kind of book, right? I mean, a, a horror type, you know, novel, and and I mean, I it was successful out of the gate, but it's I mean, here we are, all these you know, many 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 years later, and it's I mean, it's not just a horror novel, but it is one of the horror mo- novels that that just started it all, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we also have some upcoming movie anniversaries, um, some pretty good ones. Uh, we have August 25th, 1939, The Wizard of Oz. So for people who are probably thinking to yourself, why are you talking about The Wizard of Oz? Um, you know, Dave and I have talked about this. And we've postulated quite a bit about how the concept of a horror film has vastly changed over the last hundred years. Um, so back in the 1930s, when The Wizard of Oz was released, it was probably viewed in a much different light than it is today. So um, it is very worthy of being on this list because uh, let me tell you what, flying monkeys is a little, just a little terrifying. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 39. This is the same time period that the universal monster movies were coming out. And I will go to my deathbed saying this movie, if you're talking Frankenstein and son of Frankenstein and bride of Frankenstein and, and Dracula and all that, if you're Invisible Man, if you're saying all those are horror movies, th- what's the difference? This is the same. It's, it's got the same concepts. It is. There are scary parts that are probably even scarier than some of those universal movies. I, I mean, yeah. the, the witch is scary, you know, and, and some of those scenes are scary. And there's 
there's lots of tension. And then, like you said, the flying monkeys are terrifying to me as a kid. So I, I will I will forever go to my deathbed uh, saying that I, I believe The Wizard of Oz for its time period uh, in context is a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, our next uh, our next one is a little less legendary, I think, but it's still a good movie nonetheless. August 27, 2010, we have The Last Exorcism. Last Exorcism, of course, is the um, it, it's it's actually a PG-13 horror movie. Uh, it's one of the first uh, horror movies that I saw uh, in theaters, um, like actual horror movies, not like, you know, at home or something like that. But it's one of the first horror movies I saw in theaters, maybe minus like the Paranormal Activity movies. Um, because I do distinctly remember going to the theaters with some friends in like middle school, I think, to see this or early high school, maybe. Uh, but great movie. Um, definitely one of those movies that, you know, I, I have, I definitely go back to occasionally. Uh, but it's pretty good. I definitely enjoy it. I'll probably have to rewatch it now, now that I've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a solid movie. Like I said, we want to, we want to mix it up a little. You know, we talk a lot. I mean, it's, it's easy to hit just the absolute classics, right? And the, the big ones. And everything else. But, you know, we want to, you know, you can't always just talk about the ones in the, you know, the big ones in the 30s and the big ones in the 80s. And, you know, you got to hit some of those modern ones every now and then. And uh, I think this one's worthy of, of getting a mention for the anniversary. Absolutely. And then, of course, we also have August 28th, 1981. We have Hell Knight. Um, so I don't think I've actually ever seen Hell Knight. I, I, I know of it, but uh, I said, Dave, you want to yeah. speak? spread some yeah, light on that yeah one. yeah it, it's i mean it's a fun movie it's your, your it's your typical early 80s kind of kind of horror movie but it's it's a, it's a fun movie and it's a it's a fun one to watch it's one that i've watched recently with uh all my watching through the uh in search of darkness stuff the lists but uh yeah it's a fun movie to watch and uh i'm i'm not sure it's i'm sure it's probably out there on, I, it's more than likely probably on one of the free streaming apps uh more than likely but uh yeah, yeah like i said it's just your kind of your prototypical little horror movie early 80s but uh yeah it's a it's a fun watch so i just looked it up it has uh linda blair in it yep sure does very nice very nice yep all right we'll have to check that out sometime it looks interesting uh but we also have 1980 i'm sorry 1991 we have august 30th 1991 we have child's play three um you know dave and i we talked in length about child's play um we've actually ranked the child's play movies um, and I think Child's Play 3 kind of ended up on the towards the more bottom of the list. Um, so if you mm-hmm. want our full review, of course, check that out. Uh, but, you know, Child's Play 3, it's an all right movie. It's got some positives to it, of course, um, but by no means perfect. That's that's what I guess what I can say about that. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. It's this is the I mean, uh, three is the military academy one, right? Where the kid yep. Andy's in. The, yeah, it's a uh, eh, it's OK, but it's, uh, you know, I think the first two are pretty solid. And uh, there's 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 a drop off in there. And then, you know, like I said, Bride is OK to me. And then there's I don't know. Then the others are just a little E. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's like you said, there's a an episode where we talk all about the Child's Play franchise. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think three ranked real high for us. But, you know, it, it's still it's still a notable movie for that time. Absolutely. Can't meet it. Can't beat it. I mean, you can beat it, but I mean, you definitely can. Do? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so wrapping this up here, we have some upcoming releases. Um, to start us off, speaking of Chucky, Chucky Season 3 will be premiering on October 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sci-Fi and USA. Episodes will then be available the next day on Peacock, so uh, definitely check that out. Um, I have not caught up on Season 2 yet. I have seen Season 1. I liked it a lot, um, but I need to catch up on Season 2 before 3, but... Uh, I'm glad it'll be on Peacock after streaming because I know with previous seasons until recently, I don't think that they were streaming anywhere, but maybe like the sci-fi like thing, but I don't even think they have an app. Do they? Uh, I don't know about sci-fi. I don't know. They, they eventually got the Hulu, but it was kind of, it was weird. It was kind of a delay. I believe it was, it was kind of awkward. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the series. And, uh, again, there was a lot of question marks. I mean, we knew season three was supposed to be coming, but with all the strikes and stuff, we didn't know what was happening. And, you know, if that would make an impact, but, you know, I mean, season three was done and looks like they're going to go ahead and they're going to go ahead and put it out. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Absolutely. And then uh, also very excited about this one. 
Talk to Me will be released on physical media October 3rd, 2023. Uh, no word quite yet on streaming or video on demand release, but it is expected to be sometime in September. Um, additionally, uh, Talk to Me is getting a collector's edition set with the hand. I think we may have talked about that already, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, definitely we'll be keeping an eye out for that one. That is for sure. Yeah, me too. I still, I still love the movie. I thought it was, it was great. Um, and I'm already, I, I'm already ready to rewatch it. I mean, I think I'm, I liked it enough that it's like, hey, I'm ready to give it another rewatch. Yeah, I, I think I am too. I, I know that you know, you watch it in theaters and it kind of sticks with you for a little bit, but I think I'm ready for that second watch to see if I missed anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, very cool. We also have Zombie Town, an adaptation of the Arlstein book, is uh, scheduled to be released in theaters September 1st, and it will star Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. And it is described as Amy and Mike unearth a centuries-old curse when they decide to watch an exclusive film reel. The duo must track down an infamous filmmaker and navigate a town of hungry zombies to save the world. Um, I've heard absolutely nothing about this, but I love Earl Stein and I love Dan Aykroyd, so I will probably watch this. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything either. And then I just all of a sudden saw all this, hey, this is coming, and hey, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, and I was like, oh, that's, wow, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so now I'm, I'm pretty excited about something that I didn't even know was, was coming, and it's just right around the corner. It really is, really is. So I, I'm assuming it's gonna, it says limited theater release, is that what that said? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to get a big. Re- I don't know. I don't think it's getting a full release, but uh, who knows? It's it's hard to judge that stuff anymore, right? I mean, it's because there's different levels. It's not like before when something get you know released in theaters. It's it's in theaters. And now it's like all these different levels and different number of screens and certain franchises, and it's it's hard to keep track of what's doing what. And you know, a movie you may want to see is not in your area, and it's. Oh, it's it's perplexing sometimes, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't Fair suspect enough. this will be a major release, seeing as how we've not heard a whole lot about it. So right. Well, I'll look out for it on streaming. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I don't see it in theaters, but uh, we'll see. And then uh, we also have another film coming out here soon. It is It Lives Inside. It is scheduled for release in theaters on I'm sorry, September 22nd. And the first trailer is out now, but it is described as an Indian-American teenager struggling with her cultural identity, has a falling out with her former best friend, and in the process unwittingly releases a demonic entity that grows stronger by feeding on her loneliness. Um, I have seen trailers for this. Um, I'm actually really excited to see this because a lot of the time when you uh, watch a uh, possession-esque movie, it is always from the perspective of an Abrahamic religion. Um, so very much biblical in terms of the demons names, but this is taking it from a very different cultural perspective. So I'm very excited to see that part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be definitely watching this uh, hopefully in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, sounds really cool. Uh, and I saw the trailer. I, I thought it, you know, I liked it too. Um, I, I'd like for us to review it, but I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see because it falls right in that right around that Saul time when we'll be doing a, the franchise review right before the so we'll see what we have you know if we both do go see it I'm sure we'll speak of it at least uh, in some capacity um, but uh, I, I mean I definitely want to see it so sounds sounds very cool yeah absolutely. So uh, I think that pretty much does it for uh, news, birthdays, and releases. If you haven't already, follow us on social media. That'll make sure that you are getting this information as up-to-date as humanly possible. Uh, But coming up next, it is our review of Subject. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code LISTEN2SCREAMS at checkout. That is LISTEN, the number two, and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back on Listen to Their Screams, and it is time for our review for the episode. And that is on the movie Subject, which is now available on Screambox. Uh, The movie was written by Vincent Beefy. Directed by Tristan Barr, and it stars Stephen Phillips, Matthew Connell, and Celia Lowe. And it was released on August 22nd to Screenbox, and is described as one uh, his way uh, on his way to prison. 
a man gets intercepted by a secretive government agency who tasks him to monitor a secret experiment in exchange for commuting his sentence. Now, uh, Ike, my thing is this. I, I enjoyed the movie. It, it was a fun watch. Um, and really, when you when you look at it on an overview, there's it's a guy, you know, in a cell like room or like, a, you know, a little room watching this. Eventually, you know, he's supposed to be given this video or there's a whatever, like a blog thing or whatever. He's supposed to give these updates. He doesn't know what he's doing and he's supposed to watch this monitor. And then there's suddenly this thing in the other room and he doesn't know what it is. And, um, and there's a lot of back, backstory and flashbacks on, on him and his family and what's going on. And, um, I, I really enjoyed the movie, even though you look at it overall and think, hell, there wasn't, wasn't a whole lot happening. You know, it wasn't really like there was these big dramatic scenes, but there was definitely some tension building. Uh, you definitely, felt for this character and knew that he was slowly going kind of mad if he wasn't already to begin with. Um, but, and uh, this is where I'm going to kick it over to you, but I don't know what the fuck the, happened in the ending. I don't, I don't quite, I don't know. I'm confused as to what exactly was, what was going on exactly with the ending. I, I mean, it was confusing to me. What was there truly something in the other room? Uh, was he just imagining it? Uh, did it really attack him? I I was very confused by the ending of the movie, and it, and I'm not saying it was the movie's fault as much as maybe I just didn't pick up on it. Right. So let me kick over to you. Uh, tell your tell me your overview, and then from your perspective, try to explain the ending to me. All right, see what I can do here. So just to start off, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, you know the. I, I will say this part, um, the, the the first part of the film, um, if I had to give any negative feedback about the movie, it's like the first 15 minutes of the movie where, like, it's uh, the prisoner transport seems a little hokey. Um, yeah. They have, like, the, the stock audio of, like, the, <laughs> oh, come on in, 40, 40, 41. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's going on. Um, you know, the gun sounds like a piece of shit. I mean, it's supposed to be a silenced pistol, but the pistol is just a pistol. There's, there's no silencer on the end of it. Not even like a dampener or a condenser or anything on the end of it. Like there's nothing to, to cause there to be any sound other than a gunshot. But again, I digress. Um, you know, this, this guy shoots presumably the people driving the truck and then shoots the two other prisoners in the back and specifically takes the one man that is the star of our show. Um, now I will say he did shoot him and then he lived. So I'm, I'm my only other imagination is that it was like a tranquilizer dart, but like it it looked like, like a, like a handgun. Like it didn't look like a, like a comically large, like trank dart gun or anything like that. But I digress. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that part alone. After that, it's great. After that, the movie is great. No complaints, really. Um, it, it does get a little he- like a little shady at a part because here, here's the deal. Kind of what Dave's talking about is that, you know, you have this guy in this room and he's been in there for at least a multitude of days. We, we don't know the exact number because we quickly learn that <clears throat> this guy has no concept of time. There's no windows to indicate day or night. Um, he basically just goes to sleep and he wakes up anytime the alarm goes off. Sometimes the alarm doesn't go off. He talks about how he slept for 18 hours, but he doesn't know how he slept for 18 hours, but he doesn't feel rested. So basically this guy has no concept of time. So we don't truly know how long he's been in this room before he starts seeing things. So it is, it is one of two things. Either he, either the monster in the other room is real or it is his imagination. After watching it and kind of thinking about it, I am assuming that the monster in the other room was a manifestation of his guilt and was a manifestation of his loneliness. Well, that, that That's what I felt, too, because the part where he kind of stabs himself yeah. and he thinks the creature's there, the creature goes in and out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he doesn't see the creature immediately, right? It takes a little time. Um, so that's what I thought, too. I think... I think it was was part that was what that's what I thought. And he also has the 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 added layer of he was a drug addict, and he's yeah. kind of he's kind of coming off that too. 
And um, I think that's uh, I felt that he was he was the subject of uh, experimentation because they they were asking him these routine questions. What's your name? Are you married? Blah, blah, blah. And I think this was to see kind of what his baseline uh, mental state is in his memory. And I, I, I think that's what was happening, that he was not taken to watch over anything, but he was taken to be the subject of an experiment um, on, I don't know whether it has to do with isolation, um, whether it has to do with, you know, guilt, uh, maybe, or the guilt coupled with isolation, what it is, but just the, an experiment on, I guess how quickly someone can devolve into a kind of a madness. And, um, because I also thought there was parts where the creature looked an awful lot in the face like his wife. Yeah. So I think that's why that's really what I started thinking. Oh, he's he's manifesting this. This is not a true thing. So. Um. So if that that's what I thought. So that's so I was wanting to see what you thought. Knowing that or thinking that I that I really liked the movie. I thought that was a great. I I, I think that's so much better than if it was truly a creature in my mind. I like right. that. I like that angle much better. Yeah, uh, that because that was kind of my thought process too. Because when I was watching the movie, you know, because like I, I just felt like I was like, I feel like if they make the creature like real, like if it's actually a creature, I was like, they're they're gonna have to explain somehow what this creature is. But it makes more sense to me that it is a manifestation of his own mind because the reason why the guy's being so vague and won't give him any information and the reason why he's not scared is because, I mean, he has no reason to be scared. You know what I mean? There's nothing there. It's just him. And that's why they treat him like he's, you know, like he's dangerous. They, that's why they tell him you need to stay in the corner when I come in because truthfully, the only danger in this room is him. Right. But I, you know, and, and, not to say because there's obviously been no experimentation done like exactly like this, but obviously the the way this movie ends is that or how how what we learn about this guy is that he got his uh, youngest child killed after his, the, yeah. their mother died because he has two kids, an older teenager and like a younger like four or five year old I think. The mother dies, I presume, of cancer, I believe, is how they kind of lay it out. You know, she seems to be going through some sort of treatment, but she dies. Um, and he's left to, to care for his children, but he's, like, abusing, like, drugs, like, hard drugs. I think heroin was the, what it was because he was injecting something into himself. Yeah. Um, I'm not super hip with the drug lingo or what it looks like, but I'm, it's my assumption. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, he gets his youngest daughter killed, and I think that... You know, in real life, you know, oftentimes when you feel a great amount of guilt, you, you it can manifest its way itself in hallucinations because your your mind is trying to cope with the loss of something or guilt of something. And I, I think that's kind of like what this is examining. I think that's what the, the, the whole concept was, is that he's being left alone with his thoughts. He's being left alone to contemplate what he did. Um and the reason he's put in this scenario is because they basically want to see like what what's going to come out of this. And, you know, ultimately it led to him, him manifesting this attack uh, supposedly on him. But I think he ultimately just killed himself because of it. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of what I'm thinking. That That's my perspective on this movie. That's where I'm coming from. And I enjoyed it a great deal. I think that this presentation that method that like uh understanding of the film makes it infinitely better because it to me there's there the only thing scarier than a monster in the closet is the monster that you imagine in the closet you know what i mean yeah that that's that's kind of the story here is that that monster is scary but what's really scary is the fact that you can imagine it and that's kind of where i get what i get from this is that he manifested this embodiment of his guilt and anger and frustration and everything else that led to him ultimately killing himself. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that, yeah, that's what I thought too. And, um, uh, and I, that's what I was, I was hoping that, that that's kind of the consensus because like I said, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie much more, uh, thinking that than I did if I thought there was really a creature and there was no explanation at all. 
at all for what it was or where it came from or just nothing. And uh, so, yeah. Um, and I, and again, I think given the fact that there is zero backstory or zero explanation for a mo- quote unquote monster, yeah. I think that kind of verifies uh, that this was this was a fabrication. Um, so to me, that that makes it uh, I don't know, makes it very cool, makes it very uh, I don't know, very uh, much more much spookier to me, because like you said, I mean, this is plausible. This this could happen. Right. It has happened. I'm sure. Right. People. Uh, people have gone mad from isolation. People, I mean, we're social creatures to varying degrees. And, um, you know, not everybody needs, you know, a whole, a whole village or a whole flock, but we do need some form of interaction. And, um, and, and what this guy was getting was not, you know, was not enough. It was, it was not meeting it. And he was not able to cope with his guilt, uh, his, you know, his withdrawals from his addiction. Uh, to process, I'm sure the loss of, of his wife, who apparently he was already struggling, whether he truly loved her or not. So there was, right. there were so many things, uh, emotionally. This guy was, was uh, experiencing, and uh, when you take that whole big, you know, cauldron and, and brewing pot of things, and you throw this guy in this situation, um, and, and see where he goes. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. And, uh, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was well shot, well acted. Um, I mean, you know, it had a pretty small cast, uh, but this guy did great uh, in carrying the movie. Um, and like you said, once it got to the point where he was in the little, you know, the little room or whatever, uh, it was, it was, it was much less hokey and it was much, uh, you know, it was a little more, uh, it, it had a better look and a better feel to it once they got there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it's, uh, again, one of those movies that's, I don't know. It's, I know not every movie can go to a theater, but it just makes you wonder when these, some of these that go to a straight to a streaming service, you're like, man, it's a pretty damn good movie. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Right. Theater. <laughs> and, um, it's just, I don't know, makes you appreciate the time we're in where we can get something like that on a streaming service, you know, at home that we subscribe to. Uh, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, as an exclusive thing too, right? It's not, you know, not like it's a movie that's been out for 30 years. It's a, a new exclusive movie. And as a subscriber to Screenbox, we get to see it. And that's, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good, a lot of good content out there. And, uh, this shows that, um, I, yeah, I recommend everybody go, go see it. It's a fun movie. And, uh, it's a uh, like I said, it it was tense, you know. It, it played a lot of my a lot of my phobias and fears, you know. I I I wouldn't be able to stand being locked away in a thing like that the entire time and oh, not knowing, you know, the concept of time and days and oh, it would drive me mad, which that, it, it did for him. That, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I I I can't I couldn't imagine doing that because like like you said, you know, even though like I I don't not to say I don't like socializing, but like. It isn't like my number one favorite thing to do. Like I'm not gonna go out of my way to like go out and hang out with people, but like you do need it to a degree, right? Even if it's just like your spouse or um, you yeah. know, a cat or a dog or yeah, or know. even just an online interaction or something. You know, a chat with someone online or what? Right. Some kind of interaction, you know, an exchange of thoughts. And uh, yeah, he wasn't getting it right. It was all one sided. Anything he had, any interaction he had with this guy. It was all one-sided. There exactly. was no no give and take. So, yeah, there was no reprieve. It was just this guy comes in, he demands answers to his questions, and then either you answer, or you get shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I very much feel that they were uh, they were toying with him on the concept of time and this and that. Yeah, because uh, like the one because his only concept and basis was. The, the routine of when they fed him, when the alarms woke him up, when this guy came in and asked questions. But he wouldn't know whether those were, were constants in his life, right? Whether they were happening at the same time all the time. Right. And, and, and I, the reason I kind of think that it kind of verified they were messing with him because the one part where he said something about, I think I slept 18 hours, but yet I'm still exhausted. Yeah. And I think, the, the thing is, I don't think he slept 18 hours. I think they led him 
to to believe that and give that concept. Uh, so I don't think they were feeding him on a regular schedule. I don't think these alarms were coming on a regular schedule. I don't think the questioning was coming on a regular schedule. I think these were coming at different intervals, and it was part of the experiment and part of the attempt to to drive him mad. Uh, yeah, I, I think that does make a little more sense now that you say that, because it's like, you know, he probably wasn't in there as long as he thought he was. I, yeah. I think that it probably got to a point where, you know, he had been in there long enough. But like you said, he had no concept of time. I'm almost positive because now that you say that it makes perfect sense. They were probably toying with him. They were probably making him feel like more time had passed because there was that scene where he came up to the desk and he saw all the, the tally marks. And he's like, no, 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 there, there's no way I must've done this by mistake. You know, he's like, I haven't been here that long. Yeah. And I, I don't think that he was, I do not think he had been there that long, but I think that it was maybe something put there to make him think he'd been there longer, which only furthered that uh, deterioration, if you will. Yeah. Right. Because again, I'm sure in his mind, he gets this meal, this egg and whatever, once a day. In his mind, he's probably thinking, this is first thing in the morning, right? This is the beginning of my day. But what's to say they didn't feed him at 6 a.m.? He did his questioning, blah, blah, blah. He slept, and then at 10 p.m. that night, they fed him again to make him right. think, oh, it's morning again. I'm exhausted. I just not have slept well. And just to – I mean, essentially, he is a puppet in their hands. And they are able to conceptualize time and the passing of time for him because he has every marker he has to try to establish time periods. They are controlling. I mean, he has nothing else. There's nothing external for him to know. It's based on being fed, being the alarms, uh, the questioning with the guy. And, and if they can control when that happens. They can they can toy with it and, and essentially shorten his days uh, and make him feel, you know, you know, whatever. If he's in there for a week and make him feel like he's been in there for months yeah. uh, based on this. And uh, so they I, I believe that's part of the experiment to see if they could uh, to expedite the madness uh, by making him feel that he's been there longer when he really could only, you know, my, my gut says he's, he was only in there a few days, I, I would think. And uh, that he was completely, completely being toyed with in all ways. And uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, when you really look at it, you know, look at it and all these little things. I think there's a lot of little things there. And I think it's I mean, I think it's a pretty crafty movie. Yeah, I totally agree. I I think it was it was it was very well done. I I think that because it even had us questioning, you know, what's real, what's actually happening and we're just a viewer, so it, yeah. it definitely it puts it into a very a very large perspective for, yeah, this is this is just nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, we're questioning the same things he's questioning, so yeah. that's I mean that's effective. You know, we're you know they don't need to come out and say uh, this guy was in there for six days. Who cares, right? Because they they've left it in a state of us questioning just like he's questioning, and. Uh, so it gives, you know, it's almost, it's given us a little bit of the madness, which is a, kind of, it's, it's effective storytelling. And, uh, it, it worked. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. And, uh, so let's, uh, let's write this thing again. I, I recommend everybody go out and see it. It's on Screenbox. We always plug Screenbox. Uh, Screenbox is Shutter. I think anybody that's a horror fan should be subscribing to these two. Uh, there is, there are some great movies that go exclusively to these services. That, uh, man, you just don't want to, you don't want to miss because, you know, there's some good stuff that's just, it's not always out there in theaters or not on the major apps. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a prime example. So I highly recommend people get these services. Um, and, and especially, like I said, watch this movie. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to rate this thing. Uh, I, it's pretty crafty, but I don't think it's a four crafty enough. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Because I think I enjoyed it a little more than our standard baseline three that we we talk about. Um, but while it's pretty creative, uh, pretty crafty, I just don't think there's there's quite enough there, uh, and maybe quite the the budget and, and whatever behind it to to get to push it to a four. So I, right. I'm going to give it a three and a half screams out of five. 
Yeah, I, you know, like you said, I, I pretty much have to agree with you there. You know, I feel like we <laughs> we agree with each other pretty often on these. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's as simple as that. This movie, it, it was great, and I, you know, I, I feel like we rated a lot of movies three and a half out of five. But yeah, it, it, it's deserving because in this case, this movie is not your run of the mill border line movie. This movie was great. Was this movie superb? Was it fantastic? Maybe not. But it was a great movie. It was a straight to the stream box streaming movie. And to me, it is better than a three, but it's not a four. So three and a half out of five, it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's well written, everything else. It's one of those movies that if you take it, if you put it in a big studio and they make it with a big studio budget and big studio, whatever else, it would probably push it up further. Right. I mean, that's those are the kind of things it's lacking. Right. And I'm not saying this movie's poorly made or anything like that, but it's just, right. you know, it's it's it, whatever. It, it Three and a half is not a bad thing. It is. A, it is a good movie. It is a fun movie. It is really a creative, uh, original movie. Um, I like I don't know. I just like the approach. Right. It's 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 different. And uh, it's not something that you see all the time. It was it was very. Very fresh. So creatively, it's just it's a spectacular movie. Uh, but, you know, there are a few flaws, like every movie has, that, that, that you know, keeps it from pushing up to that upper echelon. But uh, it is it is better than your middle of the pack kind of movie. Yeah. And I, okay. I highly advise everybody go go watch it. It's it's it is fun. Um, And I know you again, you think, oh, it's a guy in a room watching something. What? <laughs> how, how interesting could that be? But it is. It really goes by as you see this guy unraveling, and um, and then you know the flashbacks on his life prior uh, to being arrested, and, and you see how he got to this this point that led him to it. Um, you know, there's you know, and at the same time, I don't know. It, it, I did. I, I didn't feel any sympathy for the guy, <laughs> feeling no. seeing his backstory. I mean. It, I understand he was in a bad situation and bad situations. People, people do things to escape that they wouldn't normally do. I get that. But, uh, but it, it, you know, but it doesn't excuse, you know, that he did some not so great things and, uh, right. Push come to shove. He did put his youngest child in a situation that got her killed. And as a parent, you're, you're not, you're supposed to protect them. And because of him, uh, she was in this position where she got killed. So. It's hard to feel a lot of sympathy for him. So, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't feel sympathy for the character. I mean, the character was created well enough, but not well enough to make me feel bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we didn't, we didn't mention that this is essentially kind of a almost a found footage type film. That everything's yeah, told from that that story, right? This is you see the uh, like the whatever the security type tape when he's when he's in the thing. Uh, and everything else prior is, you know, him doing some home recording, uh, and then his teenage daughter is doing a lot of it, right? She's one of those, got, you know, one of those where she's recording everything. And some of it, there's very purposeful where she's recording it to document things. Uh, there's parts of it where she's recording to try to catch him in situations. And then there's right. some of it, there's a lot of it. it I, you get the vibe where, you know, like you said, the, the mom's dying of cancer. So there's a lot of it where it's like, we're, we're preserving these memories in this time, this limited time we have. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we didn't even mention that, but yeah, I mean, this is essentially a, it's a, it's a quote unquote found footage type film the way it's yep. shot and put together. So, uh, Absolutely so is. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, with subject, uh, thank you screen box for, uh, you know, giving it distribution and bringing it to us, uh, and allowing us to watch it. Cause it, it was a good watch and I, I pretty much enjoy it. And every time I see a movie like that, where I really enjoy, it's like, Man, damn! I'm glad I I'm glad I subscribed to Screenbox, you know, and and yeah. and, and Shutter and whatever else. It, it makes me happy. So every month, every month there's good stuff coming out there. So and uh, speaking of, uh, we got one of the another one of those movies next episode. We're going to discuss Bad Things, which is a Shutter exclusive movie. So we we been praising Screenbox. Next week, uh, Shutter's got the chance to show us the same as we're going to watch a movie that is exclusively on their app called Bad Things. We talked about this at just a touch, I think, last episode in the upcoming releases. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. So uh, before we get there, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And like I mentioned earlier, follow us 
on all the social media platforms. We're pretty much on them all, and all you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, Listen, the number two, and Screams, and find us there. That way you can keep up on us, all these birthdays, anniversaries, any news that's breaking that, that uh, we feel just can't wait for the next episode that we need to get mentioned right away. We put that out there. Uh, lots of cool stuff. So follow us on social media. Uh, so, Ike, before we close out this episode to get out of here, anything uh, you, you want to say to before we get out? Um, I think the only thing I can say is, is uh, um, if you see a monster in the other room, um, it's probably not real. Just uh, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Probably in your head. But uh, and that's 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 worse. That's worse. So see a, <laughs> see a professional. So that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that closes the door on subject for this week. Again, next week, we are going to watch Shudder's Bad Things. So check us out then. But until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares.